You, you totally had, like, your mic on, and I can hear Leanne, like, it took that long to set up? Like, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, not normally. <laughs> she loves roasting my ass. Ay, ay, ay. All right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the fucking broken spoke, fucking broken podcast. I got my esteemed guest here, Mr. Matt Lawhead. I'm probably blowing up the mic. Welcome back. Welcome back, Matt. How you doing? No, you sound good. You sound fine. Okay. I'm doing great. Monday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday after a long weekend. Three-day weekend. Freaking awesome. Better than a Monday. Yeah. Awesome. No work for three days. Yeah. Great. It's like a sore Peter. You can't beat it. Yep. Cool. So, um... I know you said you guys were doing a lot of work. What uh, what's been going on? Uh, you guys been doing stuff to the house? Uh, I mean, not dude. <clears throat> like, it's it's nothing that like in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. like, like what we've been doing is all dumb little tedious stuff that like adds up. Like, I'll have Lara just walk around the house with like a a thing of paint and like touch stuff up you know just like little dumb things or like we uh i think i told you we redid the one bathroom the upstairs bathroom we redid the downstairs bathroom nothing that's like really uh nothing that's like transforming the entire house but just things that like take up time that you want to knock out and it makes you feel better about having them be done finally yeah yeah um anything specific just that was it just random shit no not nothing nothing interesting nothing <laughs> worthwhile like just not nothing even worth like oh yeah we we redid this or we redid that like no it's just things that like they take a lot of time behind the scenes and then if you walk through the house it would be like oh what'd you even do like it doesn't look, it doesn't look like much, yeah. but like we know we did stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It, uh, if you get it, you get it. Like it kind of makes sense. Like just little, mm-hmm. little dumb things and doing stuff outside and I don't know. Like I said, all, all I was saying like for tonight, it's because we we lost all weekend doing family stuff like shit for the holiday, mm-hmm. and uh, you get home and you have like a half day to do stuff for yourself, and then it's like boom, back at work doing shit for that oh yeah oh yeah we uh we decided that august was the perfect time of year to pull up carpet and put in new flooring so nice on on what floor of the house uh the second floor here um oh yep nice her office the smaller room and uh like we were getting into arguments and stuff and I, i said to her i was like why are we doing this in the middle of summer when yep. when now's the time to be like going out and tubing and just hanging out and enjoying ourselves versus sweating out labor we don't like there's no there's no deadline there's no rush to doing yep. this project so we already had the ball in motion and so for labor day weekend i was installing flooring and uh we agreed that like once this project's done we're you know putting anything any anything that's gonna break a sweat, we're gonna like pause until winter time. You know what I mean? 
Oh, dude, I, I get it though. Like you walk in a room every day and you look at it and you think about it and it like eats at you. You're like, you're like, I want to be done that. Like I'm sick of looking at this. Like let's just knock it out. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I hear you. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. It's, it's a hell of a thing, but, um, things are going good. And, uh, you know, I don't have, uh, the printer running currently or anything like that. Um, I've been trying, I've gotten, I've gotten really low on my orange filament and I was trying to run the last little bit of it out and I keep like putting a project in there. I'm like, surely that's going to use it all. And it like, it's just still kicking there, dragging along. Yeah. You know what? I did the same thing like three or four times. And then I told you the other, the other day I ran out overnight Mm -hmm. and I did the same kind of thing. I'm like, Oh, I've done like three or four prints. Like there's no way I'm going to run out. And I, I woke up, I looked at the printer like from a standing angle, yeah. and I was like, oh, it looks great. And I went and I like, I got ready for work, I made coffee, I got dressed, you know, I did all that shit, like got ready for work. And then I came back to my office and I like sat down and looked at it from a different angle. And I was like, oh, motherfucker, like I've been out of filament. Like, you know, there's like a, like a half inch gap between <laughs> the print and the nozzle. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah, it finally it finally caught up with me where it's like, oh, okay, you ran out. And, of course, like, that means you, like, cooked filament in the nozzle for an hour or two. Like, it's going to be all fucking clogged. you got to put a new nozzle in there. you got to clean everything out. you got to stick the freaking feed tube thing back in there. Like, dude, I, I, like, I think about, like, you all the time. Like, you have it so good because, like, I fucked up so many times. Like, done all this dumb shit. And I'm like, Matt, this is how you fix this. That's how you do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always telling you, like, this oh, is the yeah. easy way. Like, don't do what I did because, like, not even that I was, like, neglectful. I just, um, how do you describe it? Like, I just, uh, I don't know. I kind of had to, like, learn the hard way. Like, super simple. Like, I had to yeah. learn the hard way, kind of, like, figure it out. Like, I'm not the most delicate with stuff. <laughs> so, uh. You do have the firmest handshake I, of anybody I know. I, that's that's how I pr- I print the same kind of way. Like I do the yeah. same thing with printing. It's like fucking firm. Like I don't know, but yeah, it's 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 cool. Like seeing your learning curve being so much faster than mine. Where like you surpassed all these problems that I had in the first couple months, oh, and you're like you're you're already way ahead of that because you didn't deal with the bullshit. Because I like didn't listen to anybody or didn't read anything and you're already ahead of that so like that's awesome oh man i i can't thank you and gerber enough that the video you sent me of of gerber putting the thing together oh yeah legitimately like the best yep that's the best thing you could watch and it saves so much frustration because when you're doing it on your own you're like what the fuck is this what the fuck is that like what's going on and he nails it in the most simple way yeah and and like who's who's gonna explain it better to you than another bmxer i feel like that's like an easy way to like for communication to be very quick exactly yeah because like the next best video i found the guy made model airplanes Mm, and that's cool like that guy's video was awesome but you're exactly right like somebody that is motivated to make bmx parts and has a bmx brain it's going to make more way sense or way more sense to us than somebody that makes model airplanes, even though his video was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you you nailed it with what you said. Yeah, as long as he's not he's not missing anything. Yeah, it's going to be definitely the way to go. Yeah. Um. So, uh, do you want to talk about what you've been printing or anything like that? 
Um, or do you want to? I don't. I don't want to talk about it because of what you and I talk about. So like, I don't want to talk about what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, uh, I kind of been working on some other stuff. Like my dad, my dad will hit me up, and he. I don't even think he like grasps what a printer like he's seen it in person, but like he still doesn't even he'll like ask me for something and it's so random and I'm like, oh I never even thought of that. Like let me dig into that. And I'll I'll print him something and surprisingly like it'll be out there, mm-hmm. but just imagine like a boomer brain with no grasp of what we're doing and they just ask for something and it's like it's a cool challenge. Because they don't even know what they're asking for. Not that, not that he doesn't know what he's asking for. He like, he just doesn't know the technology. He doesn't know what's possible. Mm-hmm. So he'll ask for something, and I'm like, oh, that's freaking sweet. Like, let me look into that, and I'll bang that out. So he asked for something, and I went online, and I was like, oh, give me measurements. Like, what do you have in mind? And like him and I figured out what he wanted, and he really had no clue what was even possible and I didn't know what was out there right. and between the two of us we figured out what was the best for him and it's a cool process like it's cool to do that together when he has no idea what can be done and I'm just like let's see how far we can go or you know let, let's see what we can do with this oh yeah it's the whole like rapid prototyping quote unquote is like yep. so it's so fun funds I'm using that word generously but like being able to iterate and get like a progressive next step and you're like oh okay that's all we had to do like uh i mean we'll get into the ledge dressing stuff here in a second but i'm gonna go get my my guillotine for handlebar <laughs> foam like that took like a couple of tries like mm-hmm. i had to make it and then cut foam realize it didn't work realize what i needed to add or change and it's like after you fuck around with that 3d program a little bit it's like shit you know, I I must have drew that uh, drew the guillotine itself in like ten minutes. It it took nothing at all. I was pretty stoked. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go grab it real quick. Lieutenant Dan. So I put a yeah sticker on it. It's it's upside down, but it fits. It's great spot usage, so why not? Yep. But oh um, yeah. So that's it. It kind of looks like a guillotine. Mm-hmm. So I throw that foam in there, and I have to keep my cut up against that uh, this back part here, and then I get nice straight cut on cuts, and it's like man, I was I was taking a fucking pocket knife. And eyeballing these things as hard as I could <laughs> every single time someone ordered a pad. And now I have this and I can cut. I mean, I have to be um, slow and methodical with my cut, but I don't have to worry about like, oh, my God, is my hand. Do you right? use like the Ulfa, like the break off blades yes. that you can like? Yep. Swear that, that by seems it. like the move like you cut right through and that's perfect. Ulfa blades are the shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and like that thin blade can. That's why I made it for because I was like, fuck anything else. It's going to have too much wobble. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fucking sweet, man. And uh, I got a couple other things going. Um, 
uh, yeah, I made a little, I Apple branded a little phone holder thingy joint. Nice. Yeah. Are, are, are you at the point where you feel guilty if you're not printing? Yeah. Like, do you, dude, I fucking like, I'll like, not like lay in bed, but if I'm not printing, I'm like, I feel bad. Or I'm like, I got to get something going. Like I gotta be, I gotta be printing all the time. And like, it'll eat at me if the printer's off. Like I, <laughs> I bug out. It's such an easy plate to spin. Cause it's like, yeah. once the bed's level and once you already have the file you want, all right, flip it on and, and send her off. Especially if it's going to be something that you, you're going to use. Like I printed a, a planner, like a, to put plants inside of. Yeah. Shit like that. It's like, why not have it running? Yep. Basically. I think I think about it. I'm like, will this be done between five and seven in the morning? Like, will it be done at five o'clock in the afternoon? And like, I always plan it around. Like, will I be awake to get another print going? And like, I always try to calculate that yeah definitely i mean i mean shit even like the the little shit like um i was reaching out to you about how big your your uh, plate was because in my program oh, it was frisbee yeah i was like how did you print that so big because mine wasn't letting me and it's like oh it's just a little setting in the fucking thing that i didn't yeah, even know about yeah and 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 you're funny because like you you're so much more like technology in tune and i'm like a freaking caveman we're like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just clicking on shit and then you ask me this like technical question and i'm like i have no idea i freaking just clicked on this one thing and shit worked and you're like balls deep in these like hardcore settings and i'm like oh shit i'm way too scared to go that deep in those <laughs> settings like no like, i don't know we're just different it's, it's like funny i mean it, it's kind of funny that like you didn't change any settings and it was set up correctly. And for me, it was like, I yeah. told, I, I told the slicer program what printer it was and somehow it still didn't update correctly or populate the size. But, oh man, the back and forth with fucking, with the ledge dressing is insane. Leon oh, yeah, that's like, I was asking you today, I was like, how many hours have gone into it from starting... Not even hours, just like what do you think like progress wise has gone into it from the first time we from like the first day you unpacked your printer until like now? Like how many hours was it? Like what have you <laughs> Way too many. Way too well, many. I mean it's it's cool though. Like it's not bad. Like you learn, so Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think ever since I got the printer I was trying to figure out the ledge dressing stuff because that was that was like what 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 do you call it? Like the precipice or what the main reason to even get it was yeah. like yep. I had this idea for a wax. The only way I can even do this is if I have a mold. You can't make the mold out of 3D printed material because the wax will not release correctly. So I have to make a, I have to 3D print something and then I have to make a mold of that with silicone. And then, you know, not waste so much money buying silicone. So I have to like... yeah make the silicone part only a, a piece to this puzzle and i'm gonna once i once i have a bunch of like finished products hanging around i'll go through like the actual full-blown mold process because people are going to be like what and i'm like yeah this shit didn't make a profit to begin with and if i included all the r d that went into it now it, i'm i'm indebted to ledge dressing for the next couple of years <laughs> well and like 
how many people figure it out on their own or like how many people send an idea to Taiwan? Like, I'm, I'm not saying that's how it goes down, but like, think about where wax comes from. So many other people that have pursued this path have had a much more refined avenue that they go down and there's not the trial and error that you've had. So it's cool to see the DIY side of it compared to somebody else that might be going a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's going to be as DIY, it's going to be the best looking DIY wax ever, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, and like, I I can't remember, I mean, I, I, I know people that have put out a wax with a design on it and like what their processes have been. Um, I mean, do you remember... Dude, I think it was like Hankins put out a wax that had a rail side and a ledge side. Do you remember that? Like the soft and the hard side. And it was kind of like, it was flat on one side and beveled, not beveled, but it was like rail shaped on the, do you remember that? I like remember the wax. I can see ago. it in my head, but I'm not sure whose it was. I, I think he, uh, Hankins did it and he posted about like the actual aluminum mold for all of it, but he didn't even have like a, um, like a, a logo design in it. and it right. was interesting seeing what he did and like the soft and the hard wax and like i don't know other you know other than like hinkins and um the feeble wax whoever does feeble yeah wax. he might have been the one that um, did it for him yeah um nobody else has ever really talked about like their wax journey of what they've done yeah. and we've really only ever seen like pro companies bulk brick wax get put out right um I just listened to a podcast today. Shout out to uh, Andrew over at Grindworks. Apparently, he had made wax back in like 2019 and just didn't do anything with it and just sat on it. And now he's releasing it because he had a whole bunch of stuff going on where he's – he moved from New York to Pittsburgh, got a house, was, you know, putting his roots in and then ended up getting another job and had to move back to New York. So – he, you know we know what it's like to own a home like there's so yeah. much there's so oh, much you, around that shit yeah you get pulled away from your hobbies and you get pulled away from what you want to do and your time just gets cut way down yeah so he had a career change uh, a housing change you know while he's in the middle of doing all these things so he, he kind of only got back around to it now it's like I'm half tempted just to buy buy one just to support, you know? Yeah. Like, just be like, all right, cool. I have I have this now. Like, I have a little bit of grind wax, wax too. Grind works wax. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't put your pedals on yet. You know, I, I, the other day I thought about asking you about those. And, like, I know they were rough. Like, I know, like, they could have <laughs> been better. And I, I'm, I'm getting ready to reprint another pair when I'm done this, uh, this project that I'm working on that I can't really, uh, you know, when I'm done my next, when I'm done the project I'm doing right now, um, I want to try to reprint some more pedal halves, pedal bodies mm-hmm. with the new, um, with the new bed, with the new, right. uh, you know, flexible bed. Yeah. We should and talk about that I for a that, second then. Yeah. Sorry. I got that gold filament and I'm hoping that like things work out way better. And like I said, like, you know, I sent you all the hardware. Like, I know the bodies were kind of, like, not perfect. Like, they'd work from a riding standpoint, but they weren't the most aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. So just to see something that 
looks good, rides well, like, yeah, I want to see it like all come together and like kind of coalesce into a finished product. Is that gold also PLA plus? It's like a, I think it's a PLA plus like matte. Like I don't know. I, I I wanted something gold and I wanted like, you know, like Roman coin gold, like whatever you call that, like super crazy gold. Mm-hmm. And that seemed to be the best one that I found that was gonna work for riding related stuff. Um. And I I, I still kind of think like pedals from what I've done and what I've put mine through, like pedals are going to do well enough that like if, if you're where we're at in your riding career and like your riding life, you don't mind if you were to break one and like you kind of get satisfaction, you get, you get more satisfaction by running something that you printed and you put together than like if it performs flawlessly, like I don't need something that's going to like, I don't know. Like, I, I want to be rough on it, but, like, if I – I don't have to absolutely be able to, like, bomb-proof beat the shit out of it. I almost get more satisfaction from, hey, I printed this. Hey, I put this together. Like, that's what I want to run. So as long as it, like, holds up on regular sessions and I'm not, like, slamming my bike on the ground, I'm fine. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as long as there's no catastrophic injuries. It, yeah, exactly. And I, I – I don't really foresee that like ever happening. Like I'm not doing roof drops. I'm not doing, you know, whatever it may be. And even if the pedal body failed, you still have that axle like in your crank arm. Yeah. So I don't know for, (laughs) for what I'm doing in my middle thirties, I think I'm going to be fine. Like I don't foresee having that big of an issue. And at this point I'm just more stoked on something that I printed and I put together and running that. Now, I just thought of this as we were talking. I can, I can go grab the pedals. I have them like right there. Is it? I love the way that that diamond plate looks. Mm-hmm. But then I felt like kind of like the weight difference between them. And I thought to myself, is there any real between from the from the grind plate version to the regular printed version? Is there any um, real advantage so, to having it solid? So what? when Gerber first started to design that grind side, um, him and I talked about make it thicker so you never have to worry about grinding on the head of the bolts. Uh, right. Because we said like the biggest problem with the Odyssey halves is you grind through the heads of the bolts and then you can't oh, take them off right. and replace the halves. Wow. So we said, why not make a thicker body that when you get closer to the head of the bolt, you pop that body off and you just put a new one on um, okay. And I mean, really, like, as far as that weight goes, for as many years as people ran two pegs yeah, and not four, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> dude, you're talking about, like, what's smaller than grams? I don't know, micrograms, like, whatever the hell, milligrams. Like, I don't know. You're talking about <laughs> milligrams or something, <clears throat> and it's going to be less weight than having, like, one brake lever or, like, right. your, sprocket, your sprocket being on one side. Or your fucking wallet being in your back pocket. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. dude, that, that shit's not going to matter. Like, the amount of weight on that grind side, you're, it's not going to affect you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Have you, uh, yeah. Um... Like, like you totally have your phone in one pocket. <laughs> like, like, the weight yeah. of that grind body is going to be less than your phone being in whatever pocket. So, like, 
you're never going to be affected by weight. Yeah, and uh, after as soon as I saw as soon as I saw your pedals in my hands, I was like, I think we could do this with the kink kink bodies with the kink. Oh, spindles. you were talking about that, and I was like, I'm already thinking about like, okay, you print that in one shot, and you'd print it in a way that like oh you. Left- I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so you're you're gonna print it in one shot, and the body is gonna be the same either way. Like you're gonna be able to run it left or right. Right. And I, yeah, I think the print orientation would be solid. So I didn't even think of that until you just said it, because I was like still thinking, let's sandwich these together, and have. Oh no, you would print it in one piece. Because what I was thinking is you'd still have. You would use those that that hardware as the pins to the pedal still. So that way, I mean, you would basically have one grip side and one slide side on each pedal. But yeah, you, what you're saying makes sense. Yeah. And you're totally right. Unless, yeah, unless there's anything that needed to be printed that would would change it, yeah. What I was thinking is like adding some like, like I'm gonna have to design this from scratch, which I'm looking forward to. I think it's gonna be fun. Um, I don't think the model exists, but like the whole reason I thought of the kink pedal spindle option was because the spindle t- sticks out past the uh, um, pedal body. I can pull it up. Why don't we do that? We have the technology, right? So, shout out to Albies. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. So, because that spindle sticks out past, yeah, it's going to take the brunt of the force. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when these first came out, and it's ha- it's happened to me too, but like if you um if you hit this like where my cursor is, if you were to hit that area, say like you like fell and it, and it kind of hit like a curb, like mm-hmm. right where there's like some kind of uneven shit, the pedal will basically shatter or like the whole mm. back half will rip off, which happened to us in Baltimore when we were in a place that you did not want to be in with a broken pedal. <laughs> and it was like, ever since then, it was like kind of like, oh, keep an extra body on you just in case. Yeah. So, in my in my opinion or in my mind, I'm thinking. Now, now I'm thinking also with what you just said. So I'm so the gears are turning literally right now. Like I'm thinking adding crossing cross members, kind of like, to help support it a little bit, and also change the design because yeah. I don't want to I don't want to just make what Kink already made. Like half the fun is, making something new. So if what well, you're really, saying they they made that body that you just put the spindle in from a different side and you make a left or a right pedal, but it's, yes. it's the same body, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, um, the AK pedals are like that. The claw AK pedals, really? I believe, are the same idea. Huh. Because, um, dude, I was like, the AK pedals, I was into them for, no, the ones with the pins. Um, I was... Centric? No, they're the Claw AK. Click on, yeah, that's them. Um, dude, oh, I was wow. I was into those. Like I was so stoked on that. 
And um, the way I understood them was you just put the pedal in the side that you want it to be. That's, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Um, and I mean, really, that's like a that could be a printed pedal that you thread screws and nuts into. And it's the same kind of thing. Just you print the body and you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I, I mean, you know, you buy those, you buy the hardware, you get the hardware from a hobby website. I do. I, I get my hardware for like freaking pennies. Um, These nuts and bolts the, here. You <clears throat> buy the, the spindles and the spindle hardware and then you print the body and like it does not have to be that total price when you start shopping around i wonder how many bmx companies have bought 3d printers since the whole wave kind of took off as like a way of kind of leaning into it yeah i don't i don't have i haven't heard anybody talk about it you know i asked you the other day like who's really talking about this and like yeah. I, did you see the guy make the uh, the Lego pedal? The mountain bike guy. He made that yellow Lego pedal. No. Oh, dude, he was on he was on like Pink Bike or something, and he printed. He called it a, a Lego pedal, and then he like put a Lego piece in his clip-on shoe. It, it's bright yellow. Um, Pink bike. Uh, no, dude, it just came out like a couple days ago, but it's. It's a bright yellow pedal. Scroll down. Um, Should I go to the Pink ah, Bike damn. website? The, the, I thought it was on Pink Bike. Maybe it's not. Um, but the guy does viral videos. Like he freaking put pickle juice in like his helmet and was like drinking pickle juice from his helmet. But um, oh, I thought it was on Pink Bike. I don't know. But he he made a pedal that was a cage body, like a uh, a square cage body. And it was all Lego nipples, whatever you call that. And then he put a Lego piece in his shoe. Damn, I'm bummed it's not coming up. Um, he was on Instagram. Like, I think Gerber reposted it. But, um. Dang. Yeah, maybe if you were on, like, Instagram, it would come up better. Like, freaking TikTok or something. We, we have the technology. We are logged in. To the Dude, different spokes. Yeah. Oh, look do, at that. Grindworks Wax. Yep. Okay. Do a Lego, Lego pedal and see what comes up. The, the second you you get it, I'll know what it is. Should I search the hashtag? Oh, that's all freaking guitar stuff. Yeah. Oh, God, God damn it. Um, Pink bike Instagram, maybe? Maybe... Scroll down. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. There. That's it. So, yeah. That's. Go ahead and play that. One of my favorite things I've ever made. Look at these things. What the so fuck? Shoes cool. too. Oh my I god. I would never want to be that locked in though. <laughs> Yo, BMXers would love these things. Uh, you know, just. Not gonna lie. This is like one of my favorite things. Wow, he got the yeah. nice spindles with with some nice bearings in there too. Yep. Wow. Huh. Right on. That's so cool. Damn, dude. 
Um, I don't know how we even got there, like why <laughs> why I brought that up or like why that came up. <laughs> I'm glad you did though. That's a cool design. Yeah, it, it is cool that, that popped up. Like, I'm thinking of trying to, to recreate the Haro big block pedals, but on the kink spindle. <laughs> I think oh, that'd that, be that's sick. That's what it was. You you were like asking about like are any companies talking about like printing anything? Yeah. And um, now, dude, I mean, like, I I know I'm not the most like in super deep, but like I'm not disconnected either. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't see anybody talking about it. Like nobody else is really doing anything. Right. Um. You know, I, I've I've seen the idea of like a company drops a design. And then you like, you pay for a subscription and you have a subscription to like their designs and you print stuff. Like, I don't know, there could be like way more of like, for whatever the word is, like free sharing or whatever. I, I forget what that word is, but like, shareware. I don't know. <laughs> you, you have all these um, uh, companies that put out a different style of printing. And they put out like a frame or they put out a receiver and then they sell the hardware packages. Right. And, you know, Odyssey could put out bodies and put out new bodies and then you sell the the hardware packages. And, I mean, that could easily be more relevant than trying to sell $36 JCPCs that kids nowadays aren't. I, I don't know. You know, not that kids all have printers nowadays, but. Right. I don't know. You, you have stuff now for the first time that you couldn't really do in the past. It's easier for them to offer that as an option than it is for them to make a pair of pedals because all they have to do is upload a file to a website. Now, you, there's, there's tons of user error. I mean, shit, if anybody knows that, it's Odyssey, you know, between the cranks... The, you know, the director forks, the crank, the Wombolts, Twombolts, and everything else bolts that they used to make where people were installing shit backwards. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, if, if a company said to me, like, okay, you make a one-time purchase of, I don't know, $20, and you buy these spindles and the hardware, and then beyond that, we're going to put out, like, dollar designs for prints and you figure out what prints you like, I'd be all over that because otherwise I'm spending $36, $37 for complete pedals and when I wear through them and I know they're gonna fail because I've seen them fail over the last 10 years and I have to buy $10 more, you know, I'm gonna be that much more inclined to say like, I'll purchase this because I can do this on my own. Um, but I, it, it was funny because I think I think it was Gerber that said like, you know, BMX is this, and then you have mountain bike people that are like, you know, he kind of like had his pinky out like with his T, and he was like, oh yeah, I'll just go print a pair of these tonight, and you have a BMX kid that can barely scrape together five dollars, and I get that difference, like I see that, um, and I I guess it's just the 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 cultural or the idea. Of offering different options yeah there, there's room in the market for for some options there because number one you have uh, like the recyclability this the whole like churn of, of materials so like if I if my spindles aren't bent 
why like especially something like the kinks or the jcpcs where you have like a a honking spindle like, yeah. you know what i mean like you have a serious spindle that you're not so worried about it bending like i remember like riding other people's bikes that had jcp or not jcpcs the old odyssey plastics you know mm-hmm. they were those weren't even meant for freestyle in the beginning but everybody used them because they were so light and it's like you go jump on somebody's bike and you'd go to pedal and you'd be like whoa dude did you know that this thing's all fucked up but like yeah. if you have a decent spindle and the spindle's still good it's like i don't want it's more green if you will i don't know what, what else to call it but it's more of like it's more sustainable yeah to keep reusing your spindles yep and then okay say say you know young homies doesn't have the money for a printer but you know who might be able to float a couple bucks as a business expense is a bike shop and you know who else yeah. is gonna come across some used spindles that are just dying for some fresh life on them a bike shop like i can yep. see bike shops printing pedals and like offering them at like a as like a stopgap between like the expensive brand new stuff and it's like well you could buy a printed pedal or a printed you know used spindle printed pedal yeah yeah why not expand what you offer you know just because for the last 20 years we've only had one or two options why not expand into a third option mm-hmm. and you can fill a new niche that wasn't there before and get people on board with that and it, it's gonna appeal to a consumer like I, I, I don't know like 15 years ago did you have the BMXer in their middle 30s wanting to consume parts? I, I don't know, you know, or like you and I, like do we fall into a new niche that didn't used to be there mm-hmm. where we're looking for a type of product for a type of riding with a, um, what's the word? With a, um, like a, with a budget that maybe wasn't available before and it's a whole new niche that can be filled yeah oh yeah big time i remember back in the day when i was in metal shop class i took a a piece of sheet metal and you know like the the little holes in your pedals and some pedals that you could bolt like reflectors i used those those holes to bolt a piece of sheet metal that went around the pedal looking back on it i'm like there was no need but i did it anyway and i remember um Having my my one buddy was asking me how to crank flip, and he's like, "Oh, so you just used a grip on the pedals?" I'm like, "No, nah, check this." And I flipped that pedal that I'm talking about over, so it was just the sheet metal side, and I threw the cranks a- again. And I was like, "It's all about how you cup it with your foot." <laughs> oh, dude, I you know I used to have plastic Odyssey pedals, and on my grind side, I would take little tiny pieces of grip tape. Like, I mean, the size of a Tic Tac. And I would cut them out with scissors oh my God. and stick them in between the pins so I could see my black grip side. And then I would wear off my grind side. And it's like, here's me at like, I don't know, 19, 20 years old, cutting out little pieces of grip tape <laughs> to stick them in between my pins to make it more obvious non-grind side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, everybody was doing goofy stuff. Like, everybody was doing things that, like, worked for them and... Oh yeah, you figured it out. One of the most one of the most badass things I've ever seen. I was at the Voodoo Park, and uh, the first brakeless pegless person I've ever saw, ever saw in my life was um, 
one of the Yazis. I think it was Eddie Yazi. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. These two Indian dudes, like like American Indian, like they keep they, their bloodline is, is is pure, but um, like I, it was the coolest thing seeing that dude ride. But I'll, 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 that's for another time, I guess. But he had a he had a bullet in his pedal, and I was like, why do you have that in there? And he's like, so the pedal hangs the same way every time, so I know which side's grind side and which side's slip yep. side. Yeah, like, like the weight of yep, I know what you mean. And I was like, damn, that's the most badass fucking thing I ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Damn. All right. Um, what else is on the list? What else we got here? You, you had all kinds of good stuff. Dude, oh, man, I want to talk about the freaking the deluge of, like, riding content. Like, yeah. it, seemed, it seemed like it had to be two to four weeks of just – heavy stuff coming out every single day. Like it seemed like you and I were talking about a new contest or like a new filming, filming con, you know, whatever it may be, or like new edits. Like even today I came home and it's like, boom, uh, the Jones and edit, like Jones and in California. I saw it. I didn't watch it and yet. And it's like every single day. I mean, it, you and I, it was like, I couldn't even keep up with it for a couple weeks. And like, I would see something and you'd be like, but have you seen this? And I'd be like, oh shit. And I'd be like, have you seen that? And it was like, I mean, it was like weeks worth of stuff and contests. And it oh, was, yeah. it's just been crazy for the past month, month and a half. Yeah. I haven't even caught up on any of it. I keep hearing about this Brett Silva edit. And then I listened to, um, shout out to, uh, Bobby Canode. He had Zach, Zach Kramis on. I, I just saw that too. Yeah. And he was talking about, he was talking about the Brett Silva edit or video, which, you know, whichever noun you want to use for, for the thing. And then Kramus also brought up, um, Garrett Reeves and it made me want to go back and watch a bunch of Garrett Reeves shit. And it's like, man, there's so much good shit going on. I got to make it a point to like sit down and just go through it all. Cause I'm, I'm missing. Oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it was, I'm probably even forgetting stuff. So it was the um, the mega tour, like whatever you call that, the battle of the uh, Hastings. The, no, the battle of the um, the BSD one, where Denim did the rail ride. On oh, the battle of the bike. brands. I still haven't even watched those. Oh, so it's like all that. That was a couple. I mean, that was like over four hours worth of footage between all the teams. Oh wow! You had the Vans contest. You had the Don in the streets. You had um. Dude, I'm forgetting one. Like you and I were talking about one like a month ago, that um, was a whole nother chunk of um, content. Then you had the DVD, uh, DVDs drop. Like Salad Days came out. I was obsessed with that for. I, I feel like I was hooked on that for like a week or two. I had a tough time like moving beyond that because you're telling me about edits and I'm like, shit, I'm still watching this. Um, Are you watching it on repeat? Oh yeah, like I was just trying to keep up with it because I might sit down and I might only get to watch like 20 minutes of it and I like leave it in my PlayStation and then I watch more and then I come back to my PlayStation and I watch a little bit oh, more. Oh yeah. Um, and, and then Chocolate Truck came out, that was the other one. The Brett Silva edit, um, I mean I probably should have like taken notes and made a whole list but it's just been like stuff after stuff, like it's been crazy. Yeah, it's like everybody's been working on stuff and then it all kind of yeah. i don't think I, I don't think every i don't think it was like a planned attack or anything i feel like 
just so many people had pans in the fire that they all a lot of them came out at the same time. Well, and it, it made me wonder because in the past you always heard about people filming all summer and then shit would drop like in the winter when people might not be outside doing stuff. Right. Yeah. Usually. But, um, this was like boom in the summertime. <laughs> like I don't know where it came from, but it's just been it's been crazy. I, I should have taken notes. I, w- I wish I made some kind of list or like prepared something, but. I think anybody else that's been in the mix, they know like we've just been assaulted for like two months <laughs> with stuff coming out. Yeah, I, 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 part of me wonders if all this content equals sales or if it's just content. You know, like I, I don't mind. I'm happy to watch, but yeah, like, well, like like salad days, like when they had the premiere, dude. I, I wish I could have gotten out to that. Like I was trying to figure out like. In my life, could I make it out to Columbus? Like, could I? They, I mean, they only gave you like a week and a half heads up. It wasn't like they hyped it up for like a month or two. And mm-hmm. I was just like, damn, I wish I could pull off getting out here. I wish I could pull off the drive. Um, and it was just kind of like, you know, I couldn't really make it happen short notice. But stuff like that, like, it's it's crazy how much is going on. You get the chocolate truck premiere going on. Like, all that is awesome. How many. How much content's coming out and how many in-person things are going on right now? Yeah, yeah. You you would think that there was not a BMX recession or whatever is going on. And I don't, you know, I'm kind of curious, this is, this is a little bit of a side, side topic, but I'm kind of curious, like, what the real status of everything is. Like, you know... Moeller was on that podcast like you y'all better buy your grips and pedals and seats now they're gonna you ain't gonna be able to find them like I don't know why I gave him that accent well, but you know what I mean like it doesn't seem like there's that much of a drought my my thought would kind of be like okay you know I keep harping on salad days and chocolate truck salad days was what four years old you know it's it's been in the works for four years chocolate truck's been in the works for like fucking eight years you know it's something crazy i think they said they were saying six i could be wrong don't quote me on that so we're having content staggered from four and six years ago who knows what's going on now that even if there's a drought or any kind of anything in what the hell is it going to be 2027 there could be plenty of stuff that people are filming for now that even if there's this or that or any kind of drought or dry spell, it'll be fine because people are doing shit now to have stuff ready in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kramus said on the Canode podcast that him and Scott Marceau are working on a split edit together, and I think that is so awesome. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anything uh, Scott puts out is, like, awesome. Like, his rail a month, whatever he does, (laughs) is so sick. Like, I wish I could do that. Like, I wish I could put out a rail a month. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's definitely awesome yeah man he he's he's really good he's not scared either you know he'll hop on a rail or hold it or hold a camera yeah and you know if you're willing to dig there's always going to be something to keep you psyched like you sent me that pencil tucky instagram account today and i was like what the fuck is this like that was the coolest account where literally the only thing i recognized was the gerber front flip the two doors oh yeah did you see that i didn't see that one specifically no okay so i i crept through every single spot i went all the way to the beginning because i was like who are these people like where have they been i was i was curious too 
Yeah, literally the only spot I recognized out of everything they posted was the Gerber front flip, like uh, apartment doors, whatever you call that. And it's cool because there was a ton of Harrisburg stuff. There was Harrisburg stuff that you've taken me to. And like I live right here, you know, whatever. I grew up right on the edge of that like Pennsylvania edge where you traveled in all those areas. And I recognized all that. And how many people can relate to like those central northern PA spots that like people aren't going to like nobody's creeping up there like people are I, I mean I guess you have Woodward so like people are more inclined to creep through some of those spots but I mean you're talking about you know you're talking about Tyrone PA like nobody's fucking been there like I was I was there this past weekend because my family has a cabin up there and I can relate to that and that's awesome but like the average person they don't know Altoona, PA. Like, that doesn't mean anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you found that account. I got stoked on that. I'm in my middle 30s, and it's like that one little thing is, like, still keeping something alive. So, like, imagine how many little pockets are out there that are keeping people stoked that you and I don't even know about. Like, there yeah. could be, like, some, I don't know making shit up like South Dakota Instagram spot. Like, I don't know. There's probably something yeah. out there that people are stoked on and it's keeping them going and nobody else is seeing that at all. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that you have those avenues. Yeah. Speak, speaking of like motivation, I think that um, the us, them, you know, Howard Gerber and Bo on, uh, on Brant Moore's pod, no, no, no. Sorry. On the Goat Cave. Shout yeah. out to the Goat Cave. That was super motivating. Because I had, you know, I, I knew those dudes were hands-on. I knew that they weren't scared to, like, dial in a spot. But I had no idea that they were going that ham on editing spots. Well, you know, that finding a nugget of, like, culture and a nugget of media like that, that you it resonates with you so strongly and you gravitate towards that. Like literally, I think it was Howard. Howard said the most disgusting place I've ever been in the United States is Philadelphia. And like, dude, I've told people that like in my own life, I'm like, I've, I've been all over the country. Nothing is as disgusting as Philadelphia. And not that I feel that people don't believe me, but like they might not, they just don't get it because they haven't been everywhere. Like, yeah, I've been to L.A. I've seen, like, Needles on the Ground. I've seen Skid Row. I've seen all that. But I've been all over the country. I've seen how disgusting Philly is. And, like, I've told Laura that. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, Philly is the nastiest place in the whole country. And then you hear somebody, like, I'll say, like, you know, I look up to. And, and they say that shit. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, this whole, this whole right. podcast is going to resonate with me because – somebody said something that I say in my life and it has that much of an impact. Like it's crazy and that's going to stick with you and you're going to be drawn to the whole three and a half hours of that podcast because that one little clip, you know, that one little snippet in the first 15 minutes that stuck with you. So like think about out of that whole three and a half hours, how many other people heard little pieces that might've stuck with them Mm -hmm. and like that stuff's powerful. Like that's, awesome what that does and having that content out there yeah yeah and if you know anything about howard and you hear him he i mean he ran through the list of the places he's been like yeah you know how many how many 
he's so well traveled. Put it that way. Like, yeah, I, I think I think of comedians as like the only other people I can think of that probably travel like that. Like, they're going to a different city every weekend. They they get you know it's their as a comedian it's their job to get what whatever the the vibe is in that city and be able to make fun of it to those people like like when I okay so I lived in Rochester for a year right mm-hmm. David Tell performed in Rochester David Tell is like amongst the com- comedian people he's like the, like one of the top three right. I just like David Tell. I just wanted to go see him. I went by myself, right? I went by myself. I'm watching it. And he's bringing up so much local shit. And it was to the point where I was like, I don't even fully get that joke. But it's so local and so many people are laughing. It's like, I know he hit a nerve, you know? like. Yep, yep. So like when, when Howard's like, yeah, I've been, I've been to Miami. I've been to San Diego. I've been here, been there. And yeah, Philly's kind of like this, and you're like, there's, there, there, he's not lying. He's not. Oh yeah. You know oh I mean? yeah. I mean, Philly's like the most disgusting place you could go in the whole country, and he, he never, I mean, even like saying Pittsburgh has the best spots. Like, it's got a point. How, how many times? How many times have we been to Pittsburgh together? And like, hell yeah, like they have the best spots. You never get sick of Pittsburgh. Like he nailed that too. Mm-hmm. The only street spots you'll see from Pittsburgh is probably the Welcome to Pittsburgh videos. I, I, I guess like anything like Doyle, like you're gonna see yeah. a lot of stuff. You're gonna you're gonna see Boyce. You're gonna see like the schools in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I mean it's just like another thing like that just cements like okay the legitimacy of what's being said. Right. And you're that much farther hooked like. Yeah, I don't know. Yo. I, I think I keep talking about this one <laughs> this one thing, and I'm like, I was so stoked on that because of what was said oh, right man. off the bat. The, everything they said in that, that episode could be fucking printed out and fucking made into bronze because it, it was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just so, it was super motivating because, I, you know, I've been here in Albany for over a year now, and I've not ridden a single street spot other than like oh, a manual pad. Like, dude, I, I know you're sitting on a gold mine. I, I know. know. Like when when we were up for the wedding, like, you know, I, I rode the park, the uh, the DIY, and just like going from like brewery to brewery, I was like, this is a gold mine. Like yeah. I, my spidey sense, it was going the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, I can't wait to get back up here and ride and creep and see what we can figure out because, yeah, I mean, it reminded me, I mean, it was hardcore, a rust belt, Yes. Yeah. Pittsburgh, you know, a, a Philly, a Pittsburgh, uh, out of, you know, Columbus, Cincinnati, whatever it may be, like it fit right in. Dude, Binghamton, like you remember Binghamton, like it fit right into all those cliche towns. And like, I know you're sitting on a gold mine. Like, I know oh, there's, yeah. there's stuff up there. I mean, there's stuff right down my street that it's like, I drive past it and I'm like, hey, that'd be cool. Yeah. And then it's like, after listening to that, you know, us them on the go cave. I'm like, no, yeah, like, fucking apply yourself, dude. Yep. And and yeah. the other thing that 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 not to beat a dead horse, but the other thing that pops in the back of my head is when I moved to Rochester, I wanted to be a fucking shut in. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anybody, so I just wanted to sit there and and not go anywhere. And it was it was um, 
Rafa, who pulled me out of my out of my comfort zone, was like, "We're going here this weekend. We're going there next weekend." You know, and and Tony Hamlin would come with, or Phil Damadia would come with, or you know, Louie, or you know, whoever else was around would. And, you know, it wasn't an exclusive thing at all. It was it was an inclusive thing, and it was just that Rafa made it a point to map shit out like a cartographer and yeah we're going here and then you know that's how that breaking free video came together and it's like i look back at that as some of my most favorite times and now i'm thinking yeah let's get back to spot hunting let's get back to that shit that's the fun part yep oh yeah it's like finding that new stuff like nothing's better than finding something new and like being stoked on it and saying like not even like I'm never going to be back here, but like if I came to visit you, I'd be like, oh, I'm only going to see this once out of this whole year. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like I, I could go back to it, but really am I? Like, yeah, the amount I of driving. Make something happen, and it's just going to be the stoke of it being something new. Mm-hmm. And I, I think everybody can attest to that. Like everybody can get on board with when you've never seen something before, you're that much more psyched to do something. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got to pee real quick. I was, I was going to kind of joke about doing a power hour, and then we uh, had it delayed by 50 minutes to get started. <laughs> so, like, should we um, – do you have, like, a, a hard out? Um, Not a hard out. Like, I'm getting fucking hungry. Right on. Um, yeah. I uh, – yeah, I mean, I think we have, like – plenty of good stuff depending on what you want to focus on give me like another half hour like whatever you had in mind like i think i think we've kind of like semi harped on a bunch of stuff you know that you had in mind for this and then dude like as soon as laura has another work trip like you got me for like two to three hours like i got like a good like two to three hours whenever um we can cook something else up yeah yeah and i I also like to kind of try and keep these things under two if i can no real yeah. reason. I just kind of feel like it. Uh, it's a, it's less daunting to edit. It's less daunting yeah. to listen oh, to. Dude, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to. Um, yeah. Let Let's just uh, see what we can zip through and and uh, and and check out. Um, I want to get into the current events, the Shane Wessing sighting, and everything real quick. Oh yeah! Right. Yo, it was weird that, like, you you brought that up, and he was somebody that I might have, like, never thought about again in my entire life. Yeah. And you brought that up, and, what, within a week, we saw that. And um, luckily, he's, like, a distinctive-looking person where, like, he kind of stands out. But it was crazy that you brought that up, and then, boom, in that edit, he's just standing there, and it's like, what are the chances that he popped up like that? Yeah, so I kind of wanted to. I wanted to pull it up if we can. Um, you said it's in the Denim Cox video. Yeah. Uh, of all places, because like Denim's like been crushing it lately. Yeah, it was like right in the middle. It was some B-roll where it was you know like some like congr- uh, congratulations like daps like. Um, it was in the raw right. Den- it was uh, yeah. the more speed. Yeah, I mean, I want to say maybe it was like six or seven minutes in. They were, I think it was that handrail, um, kind of like in an alley by a dumpster where the security guard came out. That's what I knew. I, I would go to like six or seven minutes. I think it was like right in there. 
Eh, maybe more or less. It was that black handrail where they had to hold the door open or shut, and it was like... Uh, nah, go less, go less. Go, keep going. Ah, fuck, maybe I don't remember. Um, keep going less. Okay, stop like right in there. I'm, I'm telling you, I think it was that handrail where the security guard came out of the building and wasn't... No, no, no. It might be like right after this. The footage ah, looks no, so crispy. It, it's not this, I don't think. Um, Filmed by Tony Maloof. Shout out to Tony. It's like... It's like nice and sharp, but it's not like so many things are in focus I can't tell what to look at. Yeah. Damn, maybe it wasn't around here. Maybe like kick farther. Like I kind of thought it was a black rail. Keep going, keep going. Maybe it was more like keep going, keep going, keep going, like more in the middle of the edit. Ah, fuck. I I swore keep going. This thing, this whole video seems like it's worth watching. Uh, in my free time. I, I don't, don't quit. Oh, 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 that's it. Go back, go back, go back. So it, it's this spot. I'm almost positive it was like right in here. Um, it's, dude, it's somewhere like right in here, I think. We're like creeping on this edit looking for like the, the five seconds that he pops up. But yeah, I think it was like right around here. I mean, I mean, he's a ghost online. You can't find him. Ah, uh, maybe go back a little bit then, because like it was. Go back a little bit more. Go back a little bit more. Eh, forward a little bit. Yeah. We can always crop this out. But yeah, it was like right. Dude, fuck! I swore. Is that him right there? Yeah. No, no, no. He was with Corey, like. So there's Corey, there's Reed. Who's this yeah. guy here on the right? Hit, hit, dude, it, I'm, I'm telling you, it was like right here. I swear it was him congratulating him when he landed it. Go a little bit farther forward. Yeah, that's not him. That, that person on that bike. Dude, he's down there. He's down there, like, at the very bottom, and that's... I'm with him. That's fine, yeah. That railing does look expensive with all those wires being taut and shit like that. Yeah. I think they come back to that spot. Like, maybe keep going a little farther. Oh, right. Maybe so. Uh, oh, there it oh, is. Oh, 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 that's it. Oh. Good? What a name. Like, your name's Denim and you're tough as nails. Like. Great name. Ooh. Ooh. Like, how much can you roll away for it to count as a trick? Yeah, right. 
Especially when you're using a tight setup and you're getting busted. Yep. Yeah, so whenever I use Safari, the audio is like mad loud. So That's that, I'll, I'm able to edit it later. Oh, Holy shit! Oh, what did that I just it. fucking do? That was, <laughs> that was him! That was him! So yeah, I mean, random sighting in the BSD edit. Yeah! And just for the record, I'm not obsessed with Shane or anything. It's just like, <laughs> yo. Okay, so he still has a bike, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like he okay, still rides. Maybe he has a bit. No, he looks like he's still on his, his fly frame, which is cool. God damn, that's cool, man. And that that was it. I swore it was more. Maybe like a different edit was more, but yeah, that's all it was. I mean, that did, quick. I I don't know if you listened to it, but did you hear me talking to Grom Dad about Shane Weston? I don't no. know. So I brought it up to him. I was like, yo, this dude grew up with Nathan Williams, and he thought I was talking about Nathan Williams for, like, the first 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, no, man, he grew up with him. He's like, okay, because I'm pretty sure he's a pretty, pretty prominent guy. I'm like, no, this dude's not prominent. He's he's low-key. Oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. But, yeah, like, his last edit was so long ago and still, like, yeah. mind-blowingly good. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was way back. And it was, like I said, it was interesting that you brought it up because I remembered, like, the impact that it had when his stuff came out. Yeah. And then it was, like, I just completely forgot. Like, just completely, yeah. I don't know. Shout out to him, man. I hope he's doing all right. You know, if he ever wants yeah. to come on, let him know it's an open invitation. But, uh, yeah. Um, did you see the new edit from Stephen Hamilton that Howard put together? Oh, dude, the the wreck. The freaking, oh the, the intro wreck, like, that sucked everybody in. It was like, oh. okay, let's, that wreck is crazy. Yeah. You know the guy's, like, I don't know, how old is he? Like, freaking 40? I don't know, 35? But anyway, like, you know, like. <laughs> old enough that it would hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know that wrecking like that is going to suck. Um, Luckily. Yeah, skateboarding, yeah. like, everything looked like, it, it, it was cool to see, like, where the spots were like I had a pretty good grasp of like where everything took place and it was cool to see recognizable spots mm -hmm. um and yeah it's just cool to see somebody like still doing it um with the skateboarding with the riding like it was cool I won't uh, play the whole thing for the sake of maybe it'll get more views but I, I just kept trying to watch that to <sighs> see like what even really happened but like that was enough freaking clickbait to suck anybody in like just seeing oh oh yeah yeah exactly can you like, go frame going... by frame no yeah I, I i couldn't slow it down enough to figure out exactly what happened okay i th from my i think was, he might have clipped the pedal straight up yeah it looks like he's gonna clip his front oh uh, on the way up oh, oh yeah because he's got to worry about the rail and the pole. Yeah, I was trying to do it on my phone, but that's what it was. It was that foot that caught oh him away. Oh my god, he's so high up. Oh yeah, just falling like that, dude. That shit sucks. I almost wonder if like the fact that there's a bank there like saved him. Yeah, it might have helped to like hit the tranny of the bank. And, yeah, it would only help so much, oh, but like yeah, better than hitting flat ground. Yeah, it looks like he hit his head. 
Oh yeah, dude, that's horrible. <laughs> that just sucks. Luckily, at least he got up and it wasn't like dead body on the ground. Yeah, and luckily he didn't. He doesn't have pegs on to like impale himself. Yeah, he get tangled up in. But uh, I thought they said it was pretty awesome. Thoroughly enjoyed oh, well, it. Oh, dude, yeah, it was awesome. But uh, just seeing a different kind of riding, like just seeing a kind of riding that was pegless with brakes, like somebody that's whatever age, was cool to see. Yeah. For sure. Nice. Just wanted to bring it up. Hopefully somebody else watches it because we brought it up. Yep. Oh, uh, dude, I think everybody watched that. Like, I think, like, even if you... Oh, yeah, 22,000 views. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you either clicked on him because you knew the name or you clicked on him because you saw the wreck. And, like, either way, like, Hope, it's yeah. getting your view somehow. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what's next here? We got... You know, we got Salad Days, Chocolate Truck 2, you got LFS 3, you got AMPM Keep the Change, you got the Angles DVD. That's five DVDs. Oh, dude, the, the one way year. they were coming out, like, was just insane. And I could not even keep up with them. The zines that were coming out, like, mm -hmm. crazy. And, like, I don't even think it's that I wasn't paying attention before. It just seemed like this, this assault came out like boom like yeah. i don't know maybe maybe things were like trickling a little bit and maybe that's why it didn't seem so, like so much but everything definitely came out crazy hard all around the same time oh yeah um you know maybe i don't know is there some marketing behind that like kids are off school i i you know i don't know what it might be but like traditionally people are away for the summer people are traveling people are doing things like I don't know. Maybe it was just a coincidence too. So many people had shit lined up, thinking that they were yeah. gonna be a, uh, making a splash, not realizing yeah. that they were gonna be amongst a whole bunch of other shit happening at once. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Cause like, the other thing I thought about was uh, last year's Nora Cup. I forget. Um, it was like angles, pull back or die. And a couple other videos, and I was like, fuck. Like, did, how do you pick? That, did they miss one because of COVID, or was that like... I don't think so. I, I don't even remember. I mean, I feel like everything was messed up for like two years from COVID, so I'm trying <laughs> to remember, like, was there some that. BS from that? Like, did something happen? But, um, yeah, I don't even remember that one that, that clear for some reason. But, it, but what... What I was thinking is like, man, like, if you're making a video and you've already been working on it for a couple of years, right? Mm -hmm. You're probably thinking like, how can I, especially when you're at the level that Howard is, that, you know, the Chaka Trudge dudes are, that the Pullback or Die dudes are at, the Fast and Loose dudes. You're kind of, yeah. you're probably trying to hedge your bets for like, best video of the year. You, you... You know what I mean? Like, like when us, them, the first video came out, like, first of all, Howard's section was insane. Second yeah. of all, Gerber's section kind of got a lot of the shine time because he did the front flip out of the grind. Mm -hmm. And all things considered, once the chips fell, somebody else's video got, got best video, I believe. 
Yeah, I wish I took more notes or did a little more research. I forget. But, like, my point is, like, you're trying to hedge your bets on, like, when you can get, like, best video. Because, like, everybody would want... Who doesn't want a Nora Cup for best video, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, the recognition, yeah. So it's like, you hedge your bets, and say you hedged your bets for 2022, and then you drop it, and all these fucking videos come out, and you're like... Yeah. What the fuck do we do? Like, yep. Salad days or chocolate truck two or or yeah. the Burks video. The Burks video oh, came out. Oh yeah, it's the other that one. was awesome. Did you get that one yet? No, you were telling me about it, and like that was one where I was kind of like, oh, I'll just wait till it drops online. Like, <laughs> it came with a map, dude. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me a map of like nothing too crazy. They didn't put any spots on blast. They're like, here is like mm. the local DIYs, and here are the good restaurants. Yeah you you fell in in between and i'm like you know what that's that's it right there shout out to steve man yeah that's, like yeah that's cool because nobody else has really done anything like that that no. i can remember and, and the and the magazine that came with it is thick like thicker than any bmx publication in the last couple of years i mean hmm. it's riding photos you know it's shredder cheddar so yeah <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah, and the other thing about the, the us-them on the goat cave was when they were asking about, like, uh, how do you, um, as you're in your mid-30s, how do you, you know, keep the keep the, the wheels turning and everything like that? And they were talking about, like, not drinking so much alcohol and shit like that. Yeah. And um, I had recently listened to uh, this podcast from huberman lab it's called yeah about alcohol mm-hmm. and as soon as i heard that i was like i'm not drinking that much anymore i'm really not like goodness. it's it's all genetics dude it's all fucking it's what your daily diet is it's what your exercise level it is it's what your mindset is it's like i i think genetics are like the biggest thing at the root of it like mm-hmm. what you're set up to do and then how you eat like if you eat McDonald's every day, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of factors to it. But yeah, I mean, anything like that, like if you if you take that out, yeah, you're going to perform that much better. I mean, it just depends on what you want to do. It depends on like your nightlife and what yeah. you have in mind outside otherwise. Yeah. And I, um, I've just been having a bad experience with like buying skunked beer up here. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like, it was like a bunch of things kind of added up between like buying skunked beer, um, hearing that podcast, then hearing us them talk about it. It's like I'm, I've been like kind of backing off the alcohol wagon a little bit, but I definitely cracked a few of these open for today <laughs> because of how much technical difficulties we had to get started. Yeah, right. And you know what? Not drinking makes drinking more fun because <laughs> it's like... Huberman made it. Huberman, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking put it in the show notes, dude. It was such an eye-opening podcast because he talks about how your mind is affected and, mm-hmm. like, like it, uh, it increases like, uh, brain, something or other. Oh yeah, disintegration. I mean, you know, yeah. You 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 sleep shitty. You think or you sleep shittier. Yes. You are thinking about things differently and like yeah. As soon as that like you know typically you do that in the second half of the day. You do it in really typically like the fourth quarter of the day, whatever you want to call that. Right. So it's right by your sleep. So you're going to affect your sleep schedule. 
and you're going to sleep shittier, and then your next day is going to be affected more. And, yeah, I mean, it's really, in most cases, like, it's not a good thing. Yeah. I mean... That's why you got to drink. If you're going to drink, drink a little earlier, get it out of the way, try to yeah. rebound before you go to yeah. bed. Yeah, or, or something something lighter that your body's going to have a better time... Uh, What's the word? Processing than something heavier. Yeah. And and the reason I brought it brought all that up was like <clears throat> I'm bringing up the wellness stuff here a little bit is yeah. that I've weighed I weighed in recently at my lightest since the pandemic started which is nice. insane like nice like so okay like January February March March 2020 is kind of when the pandemic hit the fan mhm it was like October I was still lighter than I normally was even though like working from home and everything I was still lighter and it's only recently I got back to that weight and it's from just not eating like literally not eating that much it's like you can expend calories and you cannot eat oh yeah straight up like don't eat if you're not hungry because people fucking bored of meat or they eat habitually like oh I get up and I just have to eat something like you might not be fucking hungry like just have a drink or have coffee you know whatever it might be were you the one to tell me and, that was telling me that the, the thirst response yeah so yeah your body I don't know if I told you that but like I know I read that a long time ago I've applied that to my life like I've told other people that but your body mixes up thirst and hunger like when you wake up in the morning you're not necessarily fucking hungry you just haven't drank any water for like eight hours. Yeah, like your body, like think about going eight hours of being awake without drinking any water. So like if you wake up and you drink a couple glasses of water, that might subside that hunger craving that you think is you being hungry. And people just don't realize that like your whole life you get told like, oh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Like you have to get up and <laughs> eat food. But... <laughs> More and more, nah. you know, I'm sure people have seen, like, all this, like, health stuff, like, fasting, whatever, but really, you shouldn't eat till, like, 10 o'clock or noon. You should fast for, like, 12 hours, and uh, it lets your body clean itself out, and rather than your body putting more energy into processing new food that it's consumed, you're cleaning up old food that's already inside of it, so yeah, like... Maybe get up and have three glasses of water, lemon water, you know, whatever you want to do. Even yeah. drink coffee. Like, oh, yeah, that's what just, I do. <laughs> yeah, don't wake up and have, like, a heavy-ass breakfast right away. Yeah. And you're going to see your body be different. Especially if you're – if you are not, you know, expending that much energy. So, for me, I work from home, so it's kind of like – what I've learned yeah. is I'm so sedentary on my normal day-to-day -day shit that it's like – probably shouldn't eat till five like yeah. like i'm moving so little throughout the day that eating more than once or not more than once but eating before five it's like kind of being what's it what's it called when you gluttonous it doesn't seem gluttonous but given how much activity you have throughout the day it, it can be gluttonous you know, yeah. say you well, only, I, I only ate three times today. Well, if you didn't fucking move anywhere, it's. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't even help it. Like you don't even mean to, it's like a habitual thing or like you, I don't know, your body mentally is programmed to do something that 
physiologically it doesn't need to do. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I basically, I, I you know, I, I immediately go into coffee, but I, I did that for so long that I was like, this don't feel right either. So I do, I always make sure I have water in the morning. So when you said oh, yeah, that, I was you, like, yes, exactly. Yeah, if you get if you get to the point where like you're drinking coffee and it's not doing anything, like, what? I I don't know. Or like if you're waking up in the dark and you have to drink coffee to feel like a human, like maybe you just shouldn't wake up in the fucking dark. Like maybe you should get <laughs> up and do something else, like to feel normal, quote unquote, like and not just rely on coffee and caffeine. A lot of people I, I've been hearing say to go outside and get like a nice a nice big uh view of like light sounds yeah. sounds kind of crazy but like if you work from home or if you just go straight from your car to work and you don't yeah. like if you do like a little morning walk man oh my gosh it's gonna it's gonna help you out yep there's there's so much stuff you can do that like nobody no like mainstream entity is doing anything to like educate you like you have to figure that shit out on your own yeah and isn't like, that kind of crazy like, like that no, yeah nobody's doing you any favors like no public school no college like nobody's telling you like get up in the morning and go walk around outside and you feel better like nobody says that you have to figure that shit out on your own yeah and it's like that should be easy day one stuff but yeah yeah you're, you're left in the what dark is, to try and figure that out yeah Back in the day, you know, if you want to, like, have, like, a human analytical conversation, back in the day, you woke up and you went outside to your garden or you went outside and farmed. And, like, it doesn't have to be, like, secret knowledge now because everybody used to do it, and that's how life was. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Dude, talking about this food and getting up, like, I'm still thinking about dinner. I'm fucking hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I got I to I gotta go eat some dinner. Definitely, man. Again. But it's like 7:20. I'm hungry. Like, yeah. I think I think we covered a bunch of ground. Like, I think it was super helpful to have so many like edits and videos to talk about, and like your printing stuff, and like our trials and tribulations with the printing and what we've learned. Like, it's been oh, nice yeah. not doing it solo, and having somebody to like bounce ideas off of has oh, been yeah. awesome. For sure, man. I appreciate it. And uh, is there anything that uh, that you're looking forward to getting into next? Yo, I am looking forward to the weather cooling down. Like, I want to be able to go outside and not be sweaty and oh, sticky yeah. and have freaking swamp ass. Like, I'm so ready to for fall and winter Same and not here. be hot. Same here, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, th- thanks for uh, making some time to be on. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. And uh, I'll make sure to send you a link before it goes live. Yep. Anything we didn't cover, we'll cover next time. Definitely. We'll have more content, and we should make this be more regular, like the power hour. Like, this is a cool way to do things. Hell yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. All right, dude. Have a good night. You too. Take it easy. See you, man. See ya.